Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful. It's February 1st, 2023. We are here live on youtube.com slash Fightful. And of course, Fightful.com. We are simulcasting to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Unfortunately, Twitter, StreamYard, acting up. So we're not over there right now. But hey, listen, you're here. If you've been here all throughout today, you saw the What Do You Guys Want to Talk About podcast. Uh, if for some reason you're interested in me burying people, that's a good place to find that. But we've got lots of cool content over on FightfulSelect.com as well, including uh, we had the Hour 2 rundown of AEW Dynamite. We're going to have some producers backstage notes on that, uh, something that got heat for Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. But you also get uh, the guy to whatever direction you're, you're looking at me from, uh, Alex Palowski doing sour graps over there usually twice a week. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I um, I'm I'm doing very well. Uh, every, every everything's coming up roses uh, at the end of the show for me. So I'm 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 looking forward to talking about it. Uh, this this Friday, uh, it'll be me and Alexis Cardoza on this very channel talking about uh, SmackDown because uh, Kate is on the Jericho cruise. Who's doing the NXT show with you Saturday? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, that is also my answer to who's doing the post-show press conference. Right. Because it probably ain't me. No. no. <laughs> it probably ain't me. No. Um, guys, leave a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate that. If you want your question or statement read on the air, you can donate a super chat here at YouTube.com or a Humper Chat over at Humper Chats. Dot com. Uh, we had a great interview with Aubrey Edwards that went up uh, yesterday. We have a great interview that Scott Edwards did with Mariah May coming up this Friday. And I'm going to throw in a bonus one probably this weekend as well. 
Uh, how about some more AEW this weekend? The Wrestling Perspective podcast has Swerve Strickland. So uh, we, we got lots of them coming your way. Every Sunday, the Wrestling Perspective podcast has some uh, really great stuff. But meet Normiston in a humper chat right out of the gate. Uh, that's what we we love. We love to interact with you guys. He says, if I say SBSOB, do you know what I mean? Because tonight's Dynamite was sponsored by Nation Meat Week, and I'm here for it. Of course, we love our sirloin beef sons of bitches, mm. and there were some on tonight's show. Absolutely, uh, Meet Normus. And Doidless says, what do you think AEW might outdraw uh, WWE in the UK? The O2 holds about 20,000, Craven Cottage about 25,000. I know WWE did clash at the castle 60K, is, but is it a psychological victory? Alex, I would say no. Uh, we had reported on FightfulSelect.com that WWE wanted to do the O2 because they see it as the MSG of, mm -hmm. of London. Like they could have very easily done a stadium again. Like that, yeah. that would have been very easy for them to do again. But uh, I, I, it's hard to say that. But I think AEW should be focused on their own victories. If they do 20, 25,000 at Craven Cottage, I think that is phenomenal. That'd be a huge thing for them. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a little, a little too much uh, compare and contrast going on when you have um, one company that's been all of wrestling basically for the last 20 years and the biggest thing in wrestling for the 20 years before that. And this company, which lest we forget is in its fourth year of existence mm -hmm. to try and apples to apples. It is hard. You have to figure out a way to like grade things on a curve. And I think they're doing an amazing job for considering how far along they are. Jamebeard says we should have a Julie Cutlass to the NXT show. I do understand that bit. Mm -hmm. Says, can we have more puns tonight? Because as I said yesterday, see Reef Sap. Uh, no, we cannot no. keep nope. those on Tuesday. That's right. Uh, that, that's that's how we will we'll handle that. But <laughs> um, you know what else we kept on Tuesday this week? The Backstage Report podcast on yeah. FightfulSelect.com. Some of you were saying, hey, Sean, did you do your own review of Royal Rumble? I did for about 25, 30 minutes at the end of the Fightful Select uh, Backstage Report podcast. So check that out. We got Jake Salazar asking if Trips can ask Scripps why he wears that mask. Maybe next Tuesday he can. Maybe. Maybe next we'll Tuesday see. around midnight Eastern when nothing else is going on in Trips' yep. life. Mm -hmm. uh, but... We've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. Yeah. Thank God we have it to talk about. <laughs> we kicked it off with a hell of a match. Oh, Just man. beat the brakes off of each other. Did Mox and Hangman. Moxley comes out. Again, this is like an hour from his house. Hour from where he grew up in Dayton. With his dad. And Wheeler Yuta. I just love that he's like, well, I want my dad and Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that's so fantastic. But they end up fighting, beating the brakes off of each other before they even get in the ring. And Paul Turner's like, boys will be boys, I guess. And then they beat the snot out of each other even more in the ring, including Moxley kicking out of the Fightful Award winning finisher of the year, the Buckshot Lariat. And I'll tell you what I love when a good pin beats a good wrestler, Alex. I love yeah. it. I know a lot of people say, a sneaky roll-up. There ain't nothing sneaky about getting your shoulders pinned to the mat, my friends. No. It happens, and you lose. It's just as effective as a DDT or anything else. Uh -huh. I, I was in love with this match. They have something very special. Let's talk about the match itself. Before we get into the yeah. match, 
because there was some great stuff, like a nice front chancery superplex that he ain't seeing much these Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, God, I love the way these guys fight each other. Like, they've got, they have some kind of special chemistry. Like, um, I, I don't know, man. Like, there was... It's it's so hard for me to to again compare and contrast, um, but for me, like this is this is Moxley's greatest dance partner. Yeah, like just the the like it feels like these two guys are were made to punch each other in the face. It just feels like that. Some some guys you have like oh your greatest rivalry or like but there's like people who are like maybe not your greatest rival but your greatest dance partner. One on one in the middle of the ring, that's the stuff, man. And and these two guys for me, that's it. I I I love this match. I loved how hard how there is such malice in every forearm shot to the face. I I I, I love this match and uh, uh, the finish. Um, I uh, there there are different kinds of roll ups, man. A yeah. schoolboy off a music distraction because you're looking up the ramp is a completely different kind of thing than you are desperately trying to lock in your opponent's submission finisher chokehold. Just just to troll him, just to be just, a dick. Just, well, even like that, or like, hey, this works when he does it. Maybe I'll try it. And the, the bulldog choke is not like a really hard thing to master. No. But he's doing it to Moxley. And I love on commentary, they say, if somebody's doing your move to you, you probably know every counter to it. And and Moxley did it, but it didn't feel like, aha, I have you in my trap. It felt like I got to beat this guy or I'm going to die. Like, Because he knows. He, he knows the danger the of it. exactly yeah. right way to do it. I love the finish. Loved it. Mentioned that front chancery superplex. Like, I just love them busting out stuff like that. Like, I could have went Death Rider, could have went a lot of things from that, that spot, mm-hmm. but... He, he did something just a little bit different, and that's what I like. I really, really love seeing moves that I haven't seen in, in quite a while. Really dig that. Afterwards, like, whoo, they wanted more of each other. Oh, like, here's it. the thing. We weren't saying it was a cheap pin. Both no. of them were kind of like, this isn't how either one of us ended it, because Mox wanted to knock him out. Right. And right. Hangman did want to pin him. And neither yes. really got what they wanted. Moxley yes. was aiming to send Hangman right back to the UC hospital. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's, that's exactly what he was doing. He was looking to, to have him camp out there for the night, getting his concussion protocol done. That's what yeah. Moxley wanted. Uh, this was just phenomenal. And them just flipping each other off repeatedly. Well, like, <laughs> and like doing burpees and stuff. Moxley laid down and did snow angels, to which. Uh, hangman, hangman went down and did a couple of burpees, um, basically showing like that's all you got. Yeah. Let's do some more. Um, and I love uh, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta coming in and getting between them. Um, my 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 hope is that out of this whole Moxley and Hangman thing, eventually we get Hangman versus Claudio for the ROH title. That'd be like, cool because if hangman that's never the won end that. game here, that would be really really great. Yeah, and Hangman never won that title. Nope. So, I mean, man. Orion Ben says three generations of Moxley's wrestling's royal family. Well, there's more than one royal family yeah. in wrestling. Tom LaValle says Mox came out with his dad and his son. 
Love it. It's true. Town Spurs says they've run Mox and Hangman three times, and not only do I want it more, I think both of them can have an even better match than the amazing ones we've seen. So that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't like matches that they just do over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. this, in the way that it's booked, well, you had to do one after the first one. The second one did leave me being like, all right, well, Hangman got his his justice, so to speak, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he still wasn't done, and neither was Moxley. Right. And this one has me feeling like, there is no finality at all because both of them stood up, looked at each other, and flipped one another off. Yep. I, I often say, like, one of my favorite starts of a feud was early 96, Savio Vega, Steve Austin, uh, when he was still, I think he was still the ringmaster then, or maybe it was February or something. And they were put in a cold match on Raw, and mm-hmm. they just beat the living shit out of each other. Sure did. And during that match, they're just like, they developed a hate for one another during this five-minute match, they went to a double count and they wouldn't stop fighting. And right. I believed they wanted to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And you had to add straps in there. You had to add all this other stuff. If they make me believe they want to fight, I'm going to want to watch them fight. Right. Uh, Sawyer says, get rid of Dana's slap fight. Replace it with a weekly hour of hangar and mocks kayfabe concussing each other. Listen, if they did a parody... <laughs> you know how they uh, one of the biggest things whenever WWE breaks out the arm, arm wrestling, wrestling match, they should do a like a kayfabe like slap, slap fight, fight. <laughs> and then after about four of them, Moxley goes, mm-hmm. "This is dumb," and they just start fighting each other. No, they just fight. Like, yep, <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Oh man, just phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Uh, guys, reminder, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Backstage, Jamie Hayter accepts the Bunnies challenge mm-hmm. for a title eliminator match. I like that virtually all non-title matches are like, well, if you win this, you're going to get a title shot. That's right. what it should be. That's yeah. what it should be. Uh, yeah. I- I'm sure Tegan Knox and Shotzi have something to say about that, <laughs> but uh, they won like four of them. <laughs> I believe they did. But Soraya and Tony attack Britt Baker backstage. Later mm-hmm. on, Ruby is approaching Britt, and Britt doesn't trust her. And I like this. Mm-hmm. Britt is Britt is like, I'm not falling for this. Mm-hmm. I know that you're friends with them. I right. don't trust you. So either Ruby is playing it. Like, there's three options for Ruby. She's like a double agent. Right. She is sincere. Or she's just looking at it like, I got to make friends with somebody because things are getting rough out here. Right. Right. Um. It, the the team I think that welcomes her in with open arms I think is the one she doesn't join at, at some point like she feels like she's too like counter uh, anyway the, the wind is blowing she goes the other way type of thing um, I also don't know this for a fact but um, when they say you've known them way longer than you've known us I feel like the amount of crossover that both Tony Storm was in the states when Ruby Riot was still employed by WWE yeah. was a much shorter time than uh <laughs> than than uh than the she's known Britt Baker. But I feel like there's a there's a thing of like anyone who has spent any time outside of AEW will now be shunted into one team as opposed to like they're all friends. Yeah. It's a there's a there's a bit of a discrepancy there, but it's fine. Thought this made sense. I mean, you further the angle, you established yeah. that Brit is smart. She ain't trusting anybody. Mm-mm. The acclaimed uh, defeat the the jobber team that we saw last week. Um, this was was fun stuff. One of them though, uh, one of them 
for as short of a match this was, there were a couple things that actually bothered me with that team. Like his partner gets kicked in the face and he's just staring at his partner, knowing that there are two other people in the ring. Right. Then when he gets slammed down for the was up, he's already lifting his legs up for mm-hmm. for Max Castro. I'm like, make him mm-hmm. make him work for it, buddy. It's his job yeah. to do that. But this isn't about the, the, the match itself, uh, which I, I did enjoy them last week. Mm-hmm. This is about the aftermath. The guns yes. come out, mm-hmm. and the guns have had some good lines on Pilly Gun, as they call him, uh, sure. over the last week. Like you, I don't think you could hear it uh, over the the video last week. But mm-hmm. when he said, "Our faults as son are oh, your yeah, failure," oh boy, it was a <laughs> the crowd was like, "Damn, bro, mm-hmm. that was a deep cut." Yeah, and then this week, they're like, "Drown your sorrows," and I thought it was going to be like you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but. The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In the safe thing. In a, mm-hmm. in a bottle of alcohol. No, a bottle of pills, he said. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then Billy Gunn said, okay, you want your damn tag title match? You got it next week. Now, this is after Anthony Bowens called them Rod and Todd Flanders, which popped mm-hmm. me immensely. Yes. A, a very underwhelming rap by Max Caster before that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I thought Anthony Bowens really outshined Max Caster, but there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Guns have some good lines. Anthony Bowens outshines his tag partner on the mm-hmm. mic. And Billy Gunn accepts a title match on behalf of mm-hmm. the Guns, which gotta believe it leads to Billy turning on them. Oh, you, yeah, you can see this this turn coming yeah. from space, like it's like it's 
it's it, there's, there's giant flashing lights on this heel turn coming. Like we all we all can see it. It's there. Um, the problem I have with this is is that um, uh, like the, the the moment of when Billy Gunn turns around from halfway up the ramp and comes to the ring and says, "You said it." Now look me in the. You're the one who said the. You said the words. You look me in the face when I'm talking to you, to Austin Gunn. And then he says to them, "All right, well, you will put your big big boy pants on. Let's go." And I was like, "If is Billy Gunn going to challenge his sons to a two on one handicap match? Because <laughs> that would be way preferable for me to what we're going to get, which is next week the acclaimed have a match versus the Gun Club that the Gun's father." put the acclaimed into on their behalf. And during that match, Billy Gunn is going to turn on the acclaimed and the gun club will be champions until revolution when they'll lose it back to the, to the acclaimed. But that, that I, I don't I think need they should lose that. it. I think they should lose it to somebody else. I think they should be transitional. I, I mean, like maybe, but like, I, I, then you got to figure out a way to get to, to, the heat has to be then on Billy Gunn and Max Caster and and that you can't they they got to resolve it in a way that doesn't make Caster and Bowens look like utter dumbasses because if they don't see this coming they're the only ones who are talking about this match. Well, that that's my thing. I hope they do see it coming, but still get beaten as a result I mean, of it. Regardless, that's a really bad way to treat the most over tag sure. team in wrestling. Like, sure. I don't know. I, it'd be a hard way to do it for me. But I do look at this and I go, okay, how much longer is this specific trio act going to Oh, no. Gonna as work? far as, like, da Daddy Ass being there? Yeah. Like, he doesn't, need to, he doesn't need to be a part of it. It's fun, but he doesn't need to be. The acclaimed can exist without Daddy Ass there. And, and the guns as a trio, I think, have some value as well. Because, like, those three could be a very annoying heel trio uh, and, and do oh, some yeah. fun stuff there. Meet Norma says, is the end game the reunion of the Gun Club versus the Acclaimed and Keith Lee? More trios, please. I mean, I do think that they should kind of use this to, to transition to another team, and then we'll kind of see where things go there. But I don't know of any that are, are more over than the Acclaimed right now, so maybe not. Yeah. Takeshita defeated Brian Cage. This win was very important for Takeshita, and they, mm -hmm. I mean, Meet Normus says the national meet, meet week match of the week. Takeshita and Cage was a hoot. If Kodsuke doesn't have a belt by the end of the year, I'll stop pursuing the lender. Takeshita, again, I say it all the time, he is so very clearly like their guy. And what I love is that he probably had the option to go back to Japan and do some things, and he is like, sure. No, I'm really liking the trajectory, the way things were going in America. And if you can find somebody like Konsuke Takeshita that, that not only looks the way that he does, uh, it, it's the, the size, I mean, 6'2", 230. If he's 6'2", 230, that's a pro wrestling 6'4", 250, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you can find a guy that size who is 27 years old, mm -hmm. who wants to be in America... And wants to wrestle in America, yeah. boy, and gets this type of reaction, this type of following, you take him. Brian Cage, again, best run of his career in the ring on live mm -hmm. TV. I'll have some more news on him uh, fairly soon because there, there's some, some stuff there. But 
I think Kanse Takeshita is killing it. And the fact that they've had Brian Cage on multiple weeks in a row before Takeshita beats him, mm-hmm. I think goes goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I think Takeshita uh, picking up a victory here is great because he's going to lose next week. Or at least he's not going to lose, but he's not going to win. So uh, I think I think they'll probably do some some uh, odd finish to it, um, but uh, I I I think it's great that he's getting a TV victory. I think you're right. I think that he will get a push towards a title, uh, if not being the champion. They got a lot of guys in line. Um, what I what I I'm going to talk about this at the end of the show. I think the TNT title can be can be uh, can be used in a way to get a lot of guys runs if if you force it to be defended all the time against top talent then you can find ways of getting guys uh reigns with it that that um that don't have to last several months but anyway um i love this match i think that th- there was that point where he hulked up uh brian cage into that liger bomb and brian cage is not a small man and that was just all like kenosuke like that was i mean i i i think this guy is so damn talented He's so good. And obviously, is so clearly a future major star for oh yeah, a long oh time. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously, Danielson's taking a shine to him because there's a reason why Takesh is the one who's coming out and, and, and bailing Danielson out of everything. So, like, there's a really cool, like, um, teacher-pupil relationship they can go through there. It feels like Danielson's not even involved with the BCC anymore, like, at all. So, like, if they just want to do a, a thing with him and Takeshita for a while going into the summer, I'm I'm definitely with her. Tom Lavalley says, uh, Takeshita to win the TNT title, color it Cinnabon. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I want him to have all the things, absolutely all the things, and it's good that he won this match. Amir says, "I think Hangman will feud. Uh, Hangman feud will lead into BCC versus Elite for Blood and Guts." Hangman said he was going to make amends with some people a few weeks back. Um, I think that would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, you get Brian Danielson after after Revolution. He heads back to the BCC. Uh, like maybe even Hangman Page rejoins the Elite, and then. Brian Danielson rejoins BCC for that. I would really like to see the women get a blood for guts, blood and guts though. Like it is long overdue and they have the right angle for it, but I don't dislike that idea. Amir. I think it's actually a very good one. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the elite, they're backstage. Uh, Nick Jackson is shooting his shot. This is by the way, uh, the fightful award for best vlog was shown off on BTE this week. I was so happy. They gave it to Brandon Cutler. Uh, but they accept a challenge or they, they, they say they're going to face top flight and AR Fox next week for the titles. That's great. But Stokely walks up with Ethan page, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy who have some cohesion going on here. Mm-hmm. Like there's this forced friendship, this forced employment thing mm-hmm. was, I guess, starting to bear some fruit. And they're getting a match on Rampage. But the highlight of this mm-hmm. is Isaiah Cassidy talking trash, then walking up to Kenny Omega's ear and going, ah, <laughs> as Omega reacts. Yep. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. That's going to get over. Yes. That's going to get over really well. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this will be fun on Rampage. 
G- give me, give me more of the elite. These, these, these guys wrestling more. Like we got, we got Kenny back. He's fully healthy. He's doing amazing stuff. Visa issues are fixed. Visa issues are have been cleared up. Let's get these guys. I love this thing. I'm, I'm so excited for this top flight and AR Fox thing. I think that's that's great. Um, it we it really looks like there's some amazing trios matches and some trios feuds in the future for this um for for these titles so i'm I'm looking forward to it i just think that you know he's been sitting under the matt hardy learning tree for a while i think he took the orgasmic advice Mm -hmm. perhaps a little Mm -hmm. little too too much yeah yeah do you know where matt hardy told me today he got that from no where was that salad fingers (laughs) i hosted the extreme life with matt hardy today Uh and he was asked what his favorite animation was. And he's like, are you familiar with salad fingers? And I was like, Oh my God. Like I landed voiceover roles by doing that voice. Like that one was thrown at me. And I was like, well, it just so happens. I've watched that a hundred times. And when he told me that I was like, I can't believe Matt Hardy watched salad fingers. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, We've got the Yas interview backstage. Actually, we've got Jambeard saying Elite plus Page and Cole uh, versus BCC and Takeshita. Who would be the fifth guy? I mean, with BCC, you got Claudio, Danielson, Yuta, Moxley, and Takeshita. You'd have mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yas interview. So first off, I want to say Daniel Garcia did a great job in this. He was great. I feel like a lot of times AEW runs concurrent angles that are the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's my frustrating point here. We're watching Brian Danielson on this show go through a lot Mm -hmm. of people to get to MJF. Now what we're watching is Ricky Starks have to go through Yas to get Mm -hmm. to Chris Jericho. And we've also seen this with Chris Jericho. Yes. Like stables before. Like I, Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this again and again mm-hmm. and again. I just, I just don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And somebody um, says it's just one match. I'll allow it. I don't know if you mean this or something else. This ain't one. It's like four. Uh, but they said it's it's a one nighter though, right? I mean, it's, it's it's a it's a gauntlet. Meaning sure. Ricky Starks has to beat all these guys back to back to back to back to back to back, to back in one sitting, as opposed yes. to. Danielson, which is every every week. Yes. Now there is a difference, but they're too similar to be running at the same time. Yes. That's that. I was just like, ah, I do like that it's one night. If it is one night, and um, I I would just love if Ricky Starks was like, like he had the answer, and he's like, you dumbasses don't have any new ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watched your old tapes, I figured this out, but um. Brent Lockman says, you can't say you do the salad fingers voice and not do it. Them's the rules. Okay. Ah, there you go. That's him uh, touching rust. (laughs) (laughs) Living Dead Frank says, as amazing as the best of seven series was, we're getting the new elite trios matches against many uh, dream teams. LFG, House of Black. I want to see House of Black more and more and more. They popped up last week. Mm-hmm. I got to see them just obliterate those two jobbers that we saw this week. Last yep. week, that was yep. a hoot, man. Yeah, that was good. Some oh, good that stuff was there. 
That was fantastic. But yeah, I do want to see. I want to see that trios division heat up. I want to see some undercard trios matches. I want to see some people develop some of that. Eloquent says, Starks already beat Jericho. Why do the gauntlet? I, I mean, Ricky strikes me as the kind of guy that's like, I'm done with your dumb ass. Like he One should better be. Things. He should be, but he's, but, but it was Andretti, right? That got hit with the bat. Yeah. And so, and so Stark says, you cheated. And, um, well, okay. So uh, we didn't cheat, but even if we did, if you want to get us back for that, you got to run the gauntlet. And Stark should say, why would I do that? I already beat you clean in the middle of the ring. You probably shouldn't be hitting my friends with baseball bats, but I'm out. Otherwise, it's going to be this gauntlet, and then he's going to win it, and he's going to go up against Jericho. And if Jericho snakes a win there, this feud will last until the fall. Well, you know, whether it's fall, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, you're going to feel like you're, you're cheating to win here. Mm-hmm. With this deal from harrys.com slash Fightful. Get a starter set for only $3. January means a lot of things. New Year's resolutions, getting back in the gym, making changes to your life. If you want to put yourself a new you to the test, harrys.com slash Fightful can help. Maybe you're going from Sasquatch to a competitive swimmer. Go Going full Anders from Workaholics. Maybe you want to look like him. Harry's dot com slash fightful has that truman shave trial set a 15 dollars value for just three dollars a five blade german engineered razor weighted handle foaming shave gel travel cover plus you can schedule replacement blade deliveries whenever you need them with refills as low as two dollars it's everything you need for a great shave nothing but that they're made in their own factory that they acquire they acquired this great german blade factory that way they could bring you the best razors It's got the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. In addition to that $15 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash Fightful, they're still offering a no-risk trial. I love when our sponsors do this. That way, our wonderful audience can check them out. And if for some reason you don't like it, if for some reason you make yourself look like Garth Brooks with that side project he did with the soul patch, remember that, and you don't like it, Harrys.com slash Fightful gives you your money back. If you've got friends in low places. Sorry, Alex, I can't follow up after that one. Harrys.com slash Fightful. I got to save that one for for another one. Pavement cut your hair to another ad read. Sheldon says, are the guns officially a part of the firm? Because we saw them with Stokely Hathaway a few times and I haven't seen them with him in a while. It doesn't seem like it. And he even said, he's like, you know, some of these guys are just going to go their own way. They were hired right. by MJF. So I um, wouldn't believe so. I feel like the firm, as constituted at the time we first saw them, was specifically an act put together to counteract CM Punk AEW world champion. And when that went away, the firm kind of like had to be restructured in a way because it wasn't the angle they were going to run for MJF uh, in the, in this next part of his, uh, of his, of his time as champ. Swerve is backstage. He uh, has his, his moguls with him, including Grandin Goatsman, who is now known as Trench. Mm. which is way better than his real name. Yes. But um, 
let me show you the transformation this fella has made in just a, a couple years. Just a couple years. This is like mm-hmm. not like a big thing. He was playing pro baseball in yeah. the minor leagues as of like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is what he looked like <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you, he had a vision for himself for sure. Mm, he did indeed. I feel like there were better options than the two guys that they put in there. A guy yes. that nobody knows and a guy that people only have known as, well, he kind of looks like Brock. Yep. I've never seen a guy that's been like so hyped up because they look like somebody else. Right. And I'm sorry, but the last person I would want to be compared to if I was a rookie oh is God, Brock yeah. Lesnar, who is perhaps the greatest rookie in mm-hmm. pro wrestling history. Right. Quite his first year in WWE, he won King of the Ring, the world title against The Rock, the Royal Rumble, and main event at WrestleMania. Yep. I'm sorry. If somebody says you look like Brock, cut your hair. <laughs> Do something. Stop it. Grow, yeah. No. I'm trying to look like Brock. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been able to shake that. No, no, he's not been able to shake the, the comparisons. And I, I always thought the comparisons were unfair. And I was going to judge him based on the merits of what I saw. And then I saw, and I now I judge him based Bad. on those merits. It's and bad. there aren't any merits. There's there's the absence of merit. I think there were better options for uh, Swerve. But you know what? I'll see. And, and that's the thing. Drew says he didn't try to shake it. He soaked it up. He did. Like, he mm-hmm. would pose like Brock. He would. Yeah retweet all that stuff and um listen man i look at that and i'm like aop were free agents yeah they were free agents and everybody yeah. knew who they were yeah um this and is now they're trying to sign them as reported by fightfulselect.com please subscribe to I mean, listen Fox. why wouldn't you try to sign aop if you were any company why would you try to say ftr ftr they pushed were, for it they were great they were really they were a really great team um the, the thing coming out of this promo that we find out is that that dustin match we were supposed to get isn't happening yet i suppose but instead i'd imagine he's dealing with his family stuff right Right. now unfortunately yeah so so we we get i mean i'm assuming we're going to get that eventually uh but for now uh we're going to get uh swerve going after brian pillman which is not necessarily the same thing uh because i think a lot of people were really excited for that dustin uh match it felt like it was a complete uh, like, like, uh, t- like a time travel match, and 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 this feels a little different than that. Um, listen, I'm I'm if 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 Trench and uh, is Parker his name? Because I remember I he he holds up a a, 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 a I wonder if he knows it. He just wanted to like hold up his little name tag he's got on his on his necklace. Um, Parker and Trench, if they're just there to like beat up guys <laughs> on the outside, what a combo of names! I know, I know, Parker and Trench. And um, listen, but, at least if he's if he's gonna be there, give him a name that makes him sound like a Streets of Rage crony too. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> Parker. On. Hello, Parker. Listen, I got a good one for him. Yep, T Bar. There you go. Good, fantastic. T Bar and Trench. Name. Jane Beard says Trench needs to carry a wrench so I can hear Tony yell out Trench with the wrench. Yep. Oh boy. Good. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, 
G-Bro says, Trench is first floor mini boss. Yeah. That's true. There you go. That is uh, true. That's that exactly who he is. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, which 2019-2020 AEW alumni do you miss the most? I would say Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I would say Cody I mean, Rhodes. That's probably the right answer. I'm going to say uh, Cody Rhodes. If I've got to throw out another one, I was actually very excited for what Kylie Ray could have done in AEW. And yeah, it's a shame that, that didn't work out. Nice. Yeah. Because I think that she offered something that nobody else offered. Um, and, you know, the Bailey stuff, Bailey had completely changed her character mm-hmm. by then. So I think those comparisons wouldn't have been yeah. there as much. Mark says, Mox and Hangman is surely building to a last man standing match. Also, idea. After Brian loses to MJF, start a program with him and Takeshita versus Claudio and Utah, the two teachers and pupils. Uh, that way, Brian can heel turn on Konsuke and can fight his mentor. That's the benefit of having a Brian Danielson. He can work seamlessly. One month he's a babyface, one month he's a heel, one month he's right in between. His demeanor is that. Well, I'm going to do whatever I want, and I know that whenever I want these people to cheer me, they're going to be behind me, but I also right. know whenever I need them to boo me, they will. And yeah. I think that is a very special dynamic to have that almost nobody else does. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we had Brian Danielson. Uh, somebody says, what happened with your Hardy backstage report? Okay, so I had reported uh, in my Royal Rumble notes on Fightful Select that Hardy, the, the band that performed at Royal Rumble, was largely scoffed at. I would ask people, what would you think of the Hardy thing? And almost everybody went, ugh. And they're like, you know, we had two matches that went five and seven minutes. One person highlighted. They're like, why wasn't Bianca and Alexa main eventing a Raw? Uh, why was, right. why was, you don't think Mountain Dew would have loved their match to have been on SmackDown in front of two and a half million people? They would right. have loved that instead of five minutes or so. Uh, mm-hmm. So they felt like it took time away, but there were aggregations that said WWE was unhappy with. Well, I don't know if they were unhappy with it. I don't. I know that what a couple of people there did, and they scoffed at a few people. I would say it was more than a couple, more than a few too. It was like five mm-hmm. or six people were kind of like, right. "Ugh," but it wasn't people acting like it made them livid. That's why I always say, like, for all the people that say. Why would you subscribe and pay for wrestling news when it comes out five minutes later? Because it's rarely accurate. Yep. Rarely accurate. And I don't think it's fair, even to a musical artist that I thought absolutely sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to apply editorial context no. to an objective news report. Right. Here on this show, I'm going to say Hardy sucked. He was yeah. garbage. But right. in the news report, I don't get to say that because it's no. not my opinion in the news right. report. And Job says Hardy is country saliva. You, oh, y'all want to know? No, because if he was country saliva, I would have thought that it was dope. I would have thought it was awesome. <laughs> I've been trying to interview Josie Scott for a long ass time. And will. Um, uh, the thing that I saw people reacting to it at the time was this has been a really long show already. Yeah. Um, we just got through with the women's rumble. You're going to do this now, now when we know we got 15 minutes of Roman interests coming up, like, and we all want to get to whatever happens after the Kevin Owens match. Stop making us wait to that amazing moment. I think a lot of people were like, there was no reason to have the live performance at all. There are literally two other Hardy musicians more better than him. Rebby playing the piano would have been better yeah, at that point. Yeah. 
pavement, cut your hair, says, true to the rumor that Cody left AEW because CM Punk demanded his own dressing room every week despite limited stay space, and they blew up backstage. I haven't heard no. anything like that. No. Like, any... Listen, I'll do respect to CM Punk, but it. I said this back then, and I think CM Punk is extremely valuable. But if you're telling me, oh, well, you get three years of CM Punk, but you got to compromise maybe 10 of Cody or 10 of the elite, I'm sorry, I'm not going with CM Punk there. Uh, it, despite the fact that he is a changer, he is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Jane Beard says Hardy is country Nickelback. Well, let me tell you, Nickelback's first album absolutely slapped. They absolutely slapped. Go listen to Breathe. Go listen to Leader of Men. That shit was good. I promise you, you'll, you'll like it. You'll be, you'll be running around tomorrow going, two men started walking, started talking. You'll fucking love it. I guarantee you. Only the first album. It got real bad after that. Anyway, Brian Danielson defeated mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher, who yeah. people, Shytown Spurs has, says, how is he not English? Well, let me tell you what I love. The English shout-out of Billy Robinson. Shout-out yeah. to the lineage there. I had the, the great fortune of being able to work with him a very little bit. And uh, I ate about 20 of those half-hatch suplexes that Timothy Thatcher did, which are not fun to take. They're very hard to protect yourself with, but I'm sure Brian Danielson was like, hell yeah, bro. Give me about 50 of them. <laughs> Bring it. Because this was great. This was oh. a phenomenal match. A, a great technical masterpiece. I just loved seeing that. I, one of my favorite parts was Thatcher was so close he could grab the ropes and he goes, no, your fingers are right here. I'll just break those instead. Yeah. This was great. Um, I I, I missed Tim. I'm, I miss Timmy. Toothless Timmy, man. We're like, there was, there was, there was a, some special stuff that he was doing with Tommaso Ciampa in, in NXT. Um, I really loved the two of them together. It, it made sense. They were having really great matches and then bye-bye, goodbye. He's just gone. Um, and I'm so happy to be able to see him again on a major TV in the States. Um, and I love the, like, the, he comes with his own lore, according to the people who are talking about him. Like, there are a lot of people who probably, who may have never seen him wrestle. But the way that they put him over on commentary, you knew this dude was going to really hurt one of your faves, Brian Danielson. And if you didn't even if you didn't even hear the commentary, just walk having him walk down in the robe with that grimace on his face, like he's the angriest professional wrestler yes, in the is. world. And I love watching him wrestle. He's he's an absolute machine. Um, and I'm, I'm very, um, I, I, I would love to see him more often, but if, if this is a mercenary thing, what a perfect selection to be the mercenary to come after Danielson. And I mean, what, what are you going to, you always got a hurt shoulder. I'm going to literally work over the shoulder and do nothing else for as long as the match lasts. And, uh, Danielson had to lay him out with a surprise knee in the face. In order, or that match would still be going on because I don't think that that Thatcher would stop until Danielson tapped. He's just a fantastic professional wrestler, is Thatcher in so many ways. You look at him and he sounds like okay. A lot of people think he's British, but he his voice is what you think it is. He's rugged the way that you think that he is. Um, As King of the North says, he has one facial expression, and it's the right one. 
It's no, no, he, no, no, he doesn't. He 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 is he like tonight when when he he when he looked when he found the camera and oh, yeah. smiled that crooked tooth smile. He doesn't have one facial expression. This guy's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. He knows what he's doing. He's he's such a great performer. Jane Beard says I saw on Twitter last week and it's it's true. Timothy Thatcher is the most British looking non-British guy ever. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Cody says, who gets a golden up tonight? What's that mean? I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that means. But uh, <laughs> Jacob says, pretty good episode tonight. Thatcher is just my cup of tea as a wrestler. Uh, he just looks like a mean SOB. Well, you know what you can do? Uh, take that, that cup of tea and pour it out because he ain't British. He ain't British, buddy. He's we fought British. a war for this. He's not British. He's not British. They don't be saying he's your cup <laughs> no. of tea. Shot Kid says, some humpers tonight missed having Toothless Timmy on my TV. Uh, seems like AEW TV has found its stride again since full gear. Thoughts? It, somewhat. I mean, I'm missing Miro. I'm missing Keith Lee, even though eventually I know he'll be back for Revolution. Yeah. I'm missing a lot of a lot of people here. Um, mm-hmm. Miro should be on this show. I miss Serena yeah. Deeb. I don't know where the hell mm-hmm. she is. I want to yeah. see some actual contenders developed for the women's titles there. There's still some things where I think that AEW struggles that maybe they weren't struggling with a few years ago. However, um, MJF came out to fought him off mm-hmm. backstage. We have the pull apart mm-hmm. and MJF is not happy that he has to face Takeshita next week. Cause he doesn't want to face anybody. He doesn't really want to face anybody. And mm-hmm. he's got to face him in an eliminator next week. And this is what I love. Takeshita is very smart. He knows what he's doing. He's manipulating the guy that fancies himself as being smarter than everybody. Right. And MJF's whole thing is like, you're stupid. You have a stupid sounding name. Uh You don't speak our language and you're dumb. But no, Takeshita outsmarted him into leapfrogging everybody to get a shot at him. And that's what I love. Yeah. Um, Takeshita, uh, <laughs> just deciding I'm going to fight you all the time because you called me take a shit. And, <laughs> and MJF, um, having the pull apart and then, and then, um, <laughs> Renee relaying the news from Tony Khan. Ah, oh, I've just, I've just been told in my ear. Yes, there's a match next week and MJF going apoplectic about it because, um, and, and I also love Taz being like, Hey, how are you gonna do that match? And the the champ doesn't have any say in it. Um, and and Tony Tony Tony's saying, "Good, good, screw him. I hate that guy." Like yes. I just love how Taz Taz actually has a point, but also so does Tony. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Broadway Joe says, "Not a regular viewer. I feel like I always feel like the show." I feel like I like the show, but everything seems like it goes at the same gear. AEW needs a super hot storyline. Is there anything you guys think has that potential? I thought that Cody versus the Elite had that potential. Well, yeah. I thought that running back Punk and Hangman had that potential. I think that Punk and the Elite has that potential. Right now, I'm still waiting on something to right. catch fire. Well, they're not leaning on anything really hard and making it feel like it's the most important thing on the show. And I feel like that has a danger for some viewers of thinking like everything's running at the same pace, the same gear. I think like, like 
to me, the thing that has that has me the most invested is uh, is Paige and and Moxley. But that's that's the curtain jerker on this night. And and by the time we get to the end of Danielson and Thatcher, like you you like, oh yeah, that match was tonight. That was an amazing match. But we we have this other thing to look forward to later. Like they they have all this stuff going. It feels like everything is equally important, and they haven't like put all of their chips behind one thing the way they did with like Hangman and Omega or you know or Punk and MJF. They haven't done that yet. Even Danielson MJF, which feels really cool, doesn't feel like it is a absolutely far and away the biggest thing on the show. Backstage, MJF approaches Roosh uh, trying to speak Spanish. He does not know Spanish because if he did, he would know that after he handed over a big briefcase of money that Roosh said, I'll take care of Danielson and then I'll take your title from you too, Uh, which is what Roosh did. And I like this because this is, again, MJF being outsmarted, thinking, thinking that he's smarter than everybody that doesn't speak perfect English. Right. And that's uh, very funny to me. Yeah. We got Mitchell Gillum saying, did you happen to find out who find out who came up with the Elimination Chamber ma- concept? You said you were going to look into it. I'm going to look into it. I just wasn't able to find out just this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to work on an entire feature on it, but I will be asking about that. Jambeard says the whole Nickelback album is the same song. No, it's not. Kim Gray says, as a country music fan, Hardy was an embarrassing. Thanks for answering my son's question today on a podcast made his day well you guys make my day by supporting us the way that you do i greatly appreciate that we had just a phenomenal thing like i'm I'm tempted to do two q a's a week where one is public and one is unselect but um i'm liking the way things are going right now so uh we'll see how that goes but hey subscribe to fightfulselect.com on friday i'll probably be doing another one jade cargill defeated red velvet i Saw an odd number of people that are like, ah, can is Red Velvet going to do it? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Not, not, not in this spot. To certainly. me, yeah, to me, well, I mean, earlier today even. But I, I say the same thing about Jade that I said about, like, Walter with the UK title, Reigns with the world title. Who beats her? I don't know, and I doubt they do because that person hasn't come along yet. I'm still of the belief she should combine both the world and I I see no reason why Jade wouldn't say that. Yeah. I see no reason why Jade's character wouldn't say, I'm sorry. I'm done with people out there thinking I'm not far and away the best woman on the entire roster. So Jamie Hayter, get your ass down here. I'm fighting you and I'm taking your title. Like that's what Jade Cargill would do. And so they've got to give her something serious to, to be busy with so that she's not doing that. Because every day, every week that goes by where she doesn't do that feels like a betrayal of who her char- what her character would do to me. I keep seeing people to be like, oh, it's Chris Statlander. Buddy, she ain't going to be back till the summer. Yeah. And Jade is approaching 400 days and just hit 50 matches. Like, okay. I mean, if Statlander's back in the summer, like, do it at all out. Like, sure. Statlander versus versus Jade at all out. Like, well, that's, versus, that's assuming all goes well, and it is. I mean, I'm, what I'm the saying. The injury is what we say it is, yeah. If she is back, like, build to that to that big thing, because it feel, felt like they were all primed to, like, have Statlander be the one to do it before she got hurt. There's no yeah. reason why it can't be her eventually when she's healthy. 
until then, you just got to make sure you got the right challengers for Jade so her reign doesn't feel stale. And if her reign feels stale, she would say, I want that other belt too. I see some people mentioning some former world champions. I, I don't think so. I think you absolutely got to make somebody if somebody beats Jade. Yeah. Jade won this match. She presents herself like a star. Seeing her pick up her daughter and go celebrate. Yeah. God, that's a very likable thing. Like, I, I can't boo a woman like that. Hunter Tillman no. says 50 and 0 for the undefeated and reigning TBS champ. So happy for Jade. She impresses every time she competes, trying to think of who they're going to have dethrone her. So we talked about that little a little bit, but Hunter spent a good amount of money on the super chat. Definitely want to give Hunter uh, his money yeah. money's worth. But she does the way that she carries herself, presents herself. Gear of the year winner for Fightful Awards, by the mm-hmm. way. She showed off the yes. award on her Instagram. Yeah. Like I, she just, she gets it. And sometimes that outside eye of pro wrestling does get something that can translate to pro wrestling. And I don't want to also just breeze past her picking up uh, 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 red velvet. Who's laying on the canvas by the throat, bending over, picking her up, pulling her up spinning her around catching her in like she's finding new ways to just hulk people up into that jaded that always impress um and the thing of it is that i really love this about jade is uh she will never uh like kayfabe the fact that she's like that she's that she's a good mother like like she she loves her daughter She's she wants to do she wants to have her daughter join in with this. There's nothing that says an arrogant person can't also be a good mother. Yes, like she's she's arrogant and she's confident and she's she's a great fighter. She's showing her also, daughter that all the so, time too that she can be that this. Well. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I I love that aspect of it as well. Like I love seeing that side. Yeah. I think one of the things that I, I said on the award show is superheroes cosplay as her at this point. Like it's not the other way around. She looks like an action figure. She looks like you pop her down in a Marvel movie. Well, yeah, of course she belongs there. Right. Like she, and she is, I'm sure her daughter's superhero. So I think that is so cool to see. It is so relatable. It is so incredible. And I I just love it. Scott Rawson says any info on future AW house rules show after Troy, uh, how frequent will they be run? Well, I know that AEW talent have a certain number of dates in their deal. Now, sometimes yeah. that can be signings. Sometimes that can be, I don't know what all goes into it. I'm going to find out some more and work on a story. But the live event aspect, Alex, is very interesting because one of the things that AEW talent tell me they like so much is the schedule. Right. And now they are adding dates in. Doubt they're going to be getting paid a significant mu- amount more. But, hey, you know what? If you, I'm sure they're going to film all these too. You want to keep adding hours for mm-hmm. an eventual network and some sure. hours that people haven't already seen. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good because every time anybody asks about a streaming deal, Toadie goes, oh, the house always wins. Mm-hmm. That that show that happened years ago. Right. Um, what did you think when you heard that they would be doing live events? Um, I mean, listen, it depends on how, on, on how many the schedule Um they have a big enough roster that like you don't have to bring everybody to every arena. Like if people have like uh if they're going to be doing live events, well, this week you've got off. So 
go go home in between the television tapings. You're not doing the, the things. You have a way of like you can stagger people so you don't have to like crazy weigh them down with travel and dates. You were I think you tweeted this like I don't you you don't know how wrestlers do it where they travel all the yeah. time because you you traveled one time and you're done. Like I the show yeah. was three miles from my house. I went to San Antonio the next day, came back, um, I'm. Three days later, I'm catching up on sleep. I don't know how the hell they do it every week. It's it's yeah, it's amazing, and yeah. they do it for a living. Well, I know one thing that happens when I travel, Alex. What's that? NordVPN.com/slash Fightful is right there by my side. Four additional months free, three great tiers, a 30-day money-back guarantee. I was in the airport. I was at the hotel. I was at the arena. I I was on that Alamo Dome Wi-Fi. I don't trust that. I don't try in San Antonio. You got to be kidding me. Half that place barely has functioning toilets. I'm not going to trust, trust people there. Like I, I, I saw people out there and they were like, I see that Sean Ross app. I'm going to get his data. And I said, no, you're not buddy. NordVPN.com slash fightful. I didn't make that up at all. That's a real story that happened that I'm telling you all on the internet. NordVPN.com slash fightful help protect me. That online threat protection, blocked malware, blocked annoying pop-up ads, blocked all you people. But I'll tell you what I didn't block. My ability to watch my programming on the road. The ability to watch this pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble, on WWE Network as I sat at a WWE press box. I wasn't even watching it on Peacock. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you the ability to do that. Got that UFC pay-per-view coming up in two weeks. They cost $80. Not for me. I'm paying about $15 thanks to those overseas services with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's a good time, guys. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has everything you're going to need. You're going to end up saving money with it. Samoa Joe beat the brakes off of Darby Allen. This was fun. Uh, Orion Orion says, got to tell Darby to stop getting Alex's clothes. (laughs) Eloquent says, still shocked WWE couldn't find Joe something to do. They did. It was just never for very long. Yep. Morg says, Alex's reaction to the ad reads, always on point. (laughs) Starting to think there's no bump Darby won't take. That one on the stairs looked rough. The one on the stairs looked rough. The somersault into the table was fantastic. He comes out with a damn thumbtack jacket. My only qualm was it took him a very long time to clip away at the ring. And all, all also, and like that's him clipping away at the ring. I was like, so what are you doing that smashes your opponent into the into the uncovered canvas? Yes. Because like if Can't you lift- lay if no, yeah. If you lay Samoa Joe out on the on the wood and then do a coffin drop on him, that doesn't really hurt yes. that much more. But if Samoa Joe does a muscle buster to you off the top rope, that sure as hell hurts a lot more. So That's him doing all of that <laughs> makes no sense to me because it actually doesn't really help him much at all. And uh, that is exactly what happened, Alex. Right. Yep. Some incredible spots during this match right after he set up that table uh, or right after he, he clipped away at all that stuff. He took this gnarly table spot yeah. outside. Just well, I loved absolute... it. Like, like he, he took so long doing it 
that Joe, Joe was baiting him into doing exactly that, stood yes. there, right there waiting for him, and then did the Joe walk away spot. So he went for a dive and went through a, went through a table because Joe had enough time to recover. That's that's uh, If you're setting up the match, you're winning it, that's good ring psychology to bring into the whole story. I like that. This was a hell of a match. Like Darby doing these types of matches every so often just really works as a main event. It works very, very well as a main event. And uh, Samoa Joe being the one on the other end of this, we don't necessarily see a lot of a lot of weapons matches for Samoa Joe. So this was a nice change of pace, in my opinion. Really thought that it worked out outstandingly. J.K. Schwal says too early for Joe Darby to be few to the year. Yeah, I think a little early, yeah. but we'll see. And Brett Lockman says, you know that move you nearly killed Tyson Kidd with? I'm going to pull the ring apart. <laughs> And Sawyer says, do it to me. Yeah, do it to me, Joe. Darby heard Alex say he doesn't believe him using his body as a weapon was effective and said, bet. Yeah, he said, well, now I'm going to wear a shirt made out of thumbtacks. Now it's going to hurt a lot more. Yeah, it would. Mr. Acosta says, thought TNT title was going to be more IC and less 24 7. I'm exaggerating, but it doesn't feel as big as before, especially with the recent hot potatoes. I'm cool with hot potatoes. I'm completely fine with it. It all, it, if, if, if the matches, if the matches demand it, that's like, listen, it's, we, they were doing something with Wardlow. Did I hear Wardlow was, was injured, nicked up a little bit, and like he had, couldn't they be on said. I, I don't know that for sure, but that's what Dave I, reported. Right. So so if that's if that's the case, then you, you do something with the TNT title while he's not there. The, to me, it adds more intrigue if Darby beats Joe and then Joe comes back and beats Darby. And then you can, as we saw, you're starting up this Wardlow thing again. Yeah, I the, some, some of my favorite um, times of reviewing wrestling on Fightful was that amazing back and forth we had between Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks. Yes. Where like, it felt like neither of them held the title for longer than two weeks. And they were just like, they were just, and every match was fire. And it was yeah. like, and that's, that's great. I feel like if you are watching a show and like, I was watching this thinking, well, there's no way they're going to take the title off of Darby. He just got it. Maybe Darby loses it at revolution. And the match ends with Samoa Joe winning. Now I don't have that thought the next time there's a TNT title match on TV. I think that if you force these guys who are the TNT champion to defend it at minimum once every two weeks on T on what's well, not TBS now, but like on yeah. the, on TV and they're always against top tier talent, then it's not a shock when, when they lose and feel like, Oh, they are buried. What a terrible title reign. Occasionally you can put the title belt on somebody like Miro and give them a six-month reign, and then that means even more, yes. and then you can go back and find guys who are actually, like, I think there's a really cool opportunity the, the title to strap reigns, up a bunch of people in a short amount of time. The title reigns don't have to be, like, a year to matter. Like, we went from one, one end of the spectrum right. completely to the other one. Like, go yeah. and look at how many people have held titles in WWE for over a year since Punk did it. Or since Cena did it, even it's yeah. like 15, 20 different people like New Day, right. Usos, Roman Reigns, uh, Gunther. Like, there, there's so many of them. Mandy, mm-hmm. like, before that, it almost never happened. Now, do we need two week reigns? Not necessarily, but when it calls for it, sure. I think it's cool that there are five people that are two time TNT champions now. Me too. And, and I know, I mean, I don't think a month 
two months, six weeks is hot shotting or anything like that. But we're talking about how it doesn't seem like it, it means as much as it used to be too. I mean, you got to understand the first, the first year and a half was Brody Lee, who is now an integral oh. figure in the history and a guy who left the company and is now main eventing WrestleMania right. and winning the Royal Rumble. Well, no, it doesn't get any bigger than that in wrestling. Right. And that's the guy. And we knew that the reason he was after that title is because he couldn't go right. after the right. other title. Like Darby won, beat Samoa Joe, and he's this was his third defense in a month. Or like he had a couple of successful defenses in there, and now he, he lost it back to the guy he won it from. Um, and I I I love it was Darby's voice saying, like he says. Um, if, if I beat you, you don't get a rematch, but if you beat me, I don't get a rematch. This is the end of our story. I don't want to do this anymore. So Darby's like, like stipulation he put on the match ends up costing him because he can't come back and try and get it again. Joe wins the TNT championship. I I like, I like hot potatoing some titles. If it, if it's fun, it makes sense. Doesn't hurt anybody. I'm, I like it. It's cool. If, these... he had, if he had five defenses in five weeks, I like you can't you can't say that he's been dot shotted. Like it's like all that stuff. Like you. no, it's yeah. I am am completely with you. Wardlow comes back. Pavement cut your hair says that was AEW's happy ending from TK. Very clever. Mm-hmm. Denise let us know that she knew what a happy ending was yeah, on the Raw show. Mm-hmm. She was Johnny Hirschman says TNT title Revolution. Joe Wardlow Hobbs too. Hobbs gets his pin back on Joe to take the title back in his hometown. Me and my girlfriend got tickets. Hear me out. All three of them in a sirloin beef sons of bitches match, but also Darby in the sirloin beef sons of bitches match. I would love that where they're you- just them Not- pinballing him back and forth to each other and him being like, <laughs> use me. Yeah. Lawn dart me. I'm cool yeah. with it. Yeah. I and believe it, like if, if they do that, and one of them does not throw Darby into the face of another one of them. Then the whole thing's the whole thing's ruined. You got to we got to make it work. Uh, by the way, I was sent something from Rob Wilkins where it was uh, Triple H who had the idea for the Elimination Chamber. So, there you FYI, go. there you go, mm-hmm. guys. I want to thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. We have an interview with Aubrey Edwards up now. We have Mariah May. And we're going to start rolling out those WWE interviews from this past weekend. Dominic in character was one of the most fun interviews that I've done. Um, He tried to snatch Austin Theory's chain. That was a good time. Uh, But guys, please check it out. We just have a wealth of content on Fightful Select. Uh, Alex will be doing some stuff here on the main feed this week Mm -hmm. as well. Tell them what you got going on, Alex. Uh, on Friday, uh, uh, after Rampage, which looks like it's going to be a really good Rampage, um, and who, the fallout from the Royal Rumble on SmackDown is going to be crazy. So uh, yes. me and Alexis Cardoza will be uh, on this very channel talking about that. And on this very channel on Saturday, uh, after NXT Vengeance, who knows? But it'll be a lot of fun. I, I promise you that. There'll be puns galore and funny voices and everything Sean hates. So. I see uh, people saying that we skipped the Jack Perry backstage interview. I blame Luis for not having it in the rundown because I don't do anything wrong. No more Jungle Hook. Jungle Boy is going for a singles title, even though he enjoyed it. 
yeah, good, good for them. I feel like there was like there was so much merch to be sold for Jungle Hook. You could have kept them together for another couple of months at least before you broke them up. But you know, fightful award winner Hook. Yeah, there you go, guys. I want to thank you all so so much. Luis says, "My bad." Listen, Luis, uh, I do not envy your spot. That's why you have your spot. Is because I didn't want to do it anymore. We love you, Luis. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.